Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the fifth episode of Saucy Thoughts with Caleb. It's officially been one month since I launched my podcast. Today's episode is going to be about the presidential cabinet because we're starting to hear a little bit more about the elections coming up next year. And I just need to learn a little bit more about the politics in this country because it's super important. And I figured I would start with something super easy and add a little spin to it, make it a little fun to learn about. So as I go through the list of the 15 people in the president's cabinet, I'm going to decide who I would place in those positions. I'm also going to nominate the president and vice president. I think the girls, gays, and theys are going to take over this country, and what better way to give them a head start than just electing all of them all at once in the 2024 election. Let's get into who I think should be running the country starting next year. Up first, and arguably most importantly, just because this is the highest level of visibility and the highest position of authority in the United States, and one of the most influential positions of power globally, the President of the United States of America. My vote is for, you guessed it by the title, Jennifer Coolidge 2024, and here's why. She could talk all day, and it would be very entertaining and funny and keep people engaged, keep all voters of all ages engaged, actually. I love the interview she did recently where she was asked what her dream role would be, and she said a dolphin. Not like an animated dolphin voice, like she wants to be a live-action dolphin, and I don't think there's anybody more qualified to be president than somebody that wants to play a dolphin, because it shows that she cares about the environment. I also really like that she doesn't act like a super stuck-up A-lister. She's herself on and off screen. She's an icon in terms of the quotes that she says and her outfits, and her her career has spanned three decades. So she's recognized by many generations, which I think would be super important in gaining all the political party support that she can get. I think the Democratic Party would support her because they supported Hillary, so I don't see why they wouldn't support Jennifer. I mean, ideally, it'd be nice to have AOC as president or a young person of color that is also a woman in power, but um, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of America is progressive enough to fully support that decision. I think Republicans would also support her because they don't exactly have a good track record of voting the most politically inclined person into office. I think because both parties would probably support her, it would be a great way to soft launch a little more diversity into the White House. I think we could start with her because she's a white woman and then progressively get to somebody that has a little more melanin and is somebody that's a little bit younger and then somebody that knows a little bit more and has studied politics a little more in depth. I think both parties would support her because we really need a patriotic woman in power and how much more patriotic can you get than being the starring actress of American Pie? So all in all, I think she's a great candidate, a great choice, would gather a lot of support. She's unintentionally hilarious and she's very humble and a person of the people by the people and for the people and i thought of a campaign slogan how iconic would it be if her campaign slogan was get out and vote dumbass i'm also just dying to hear jennifer coolidge give a state of the union address or just speak publicly for any reason or to address the nation in times of crisis just because she would handle it in such a level-headed humble way and just make it so much more bearable to get through the news cycle. 
Next up, we have the role of Vice President of the United States of America. This person needs to be able to assist Jennifer in day-to-day -day operations and decisions, but also be able and willing to step up in the event of a tragic accident or mishap and replace her to step in as acting president until something happens after that. I think Congress has to get together. The more women in power, the better. I did want to choose somebody a little bit younger for vice president, going back to the idea of a soft launch to get more people into positions of power and diversify our political figures in this country. Ariana Grande's also had her fair share of little scandals here and there. I don't think that she would qualify to run in the primaries for president just because I think the donut-licking incident where she said, I hate America or something, would take a huge toll on her support in the primaries. But her controversy where she's tanned a little too much in the past could actually work to the Democratic Party's benefit because if she were to be elected while she looks a little bit lighter, she could gradually add on a little more spray tan as the four years progress, and we might be able to pull a fast one on the Republicans and get her looking a little more melanated and a little darker to where we could just elect a person of color at the next election cycle, and the Republicans wouldn't even bat an eye because they would have gradually gotten used to seeing somebody with darker skin being vice president. She also does a really great Jennifer Coolidge impersonation, so in case she does need to fill in, the transition would be pretty seamless. She'd be able to do the little, I don't even know what you would call that, her accent or her just nasally tone. I don't even know if that's nasally. I don't know how Jennifer Coolidge does her voice, but Ariana Grande does a really great job of mimicking it, so we might actually not even notice that Ariana Grande has taken over the country. Also, Ariana Grande's looks would be impeccable. They would be so iconic. Have you seen the Positions music video? Actually, speaking of that music video, you know how The Simpsons always predict things and last year Netflix released a documentary about an oil spill in Ohio and they actually filmed not too far from the recent train crash site? I think the Positions music video where Ariana Grande plays president could be the Illuminati's way of hiding clues in plain sight and getting us ready for her to take over the presidency at some point. I also think it would be incredible for her to perform at her own inauguration or a duet with somebody. Can you imagine Ariana Grande giving us a Star Spangled Banner cover with a Nicki Minaj feature or America the Beautiful featuring Nicki Minaj or somebody else like The Weeknd? Ariana Grande has also done a really great job of getting young voters to get out and get registered and vote using uh, the headcount organization, so I think she's already on the road to the White House. Not only has she gotten a ton of young people to get out and vote, she's also really brought a lot of people together and built a community in Roblox, and I think that having Ariana Grande as vice president would give us a little bit more of a connection to the younger generation because we could live stream it on Roblox since there's so many people that are already on there and don't really watch the news. Roblox would be a great way to reach more people and get them involved with politics. Maybe even in a few years, we could just move the election process to Roblox or a digital server. I just also know that Ariana Grande would do everything possible to eliminate the pink tax for women and make feminine products more accessible and cheaper because it would benefit her makeup line. I think making all products needed for women to live their day-to-day -day lives cheaper would benefit her, but also it's something that's needed to be done for a while, so it would help her sales by a lot. I also really, really need to see Santa Tell Me performed live at the White House. Lastly, she's already an internationally recognized pop star and has global support, so she really wouldn't have to 
do much to uh, make her name known during the campaign. She would just really have to tweet about it or post on Instagram, and immediately she would probably have more supporters and voters than any previous candidate. I really need to hear Ariana Grande pass legislation and make things officially law just by saying, yeah, I could even imagine her just signing, yeah, on all the documents. All right, this is where I had to do a little more research to find out what each of the secretaries in the president's cabinet does. The first role on the list is the Department of State Secretary. This person advises the president and leads the nation in foreign policy issues. So that would mean if the president or vice president needed advice on international trade, imports, exports, immigration, taxes, legislation, just any sort of international affair, this would be the person that would be the little bug in the president's ear giving them some sort of tip or trick on how to handle each issue. This person operates at a very high level and has a lot of say and persuasion in how things are conducted in American politics, but they don't have quite as much public visibility. So for that reason, I chose Robin Rihanna Fenty because she'd be able to sneak away with ASAP Rocky and take care of her child and do photo shoots and magazine covers whenever. There's just a little more flexibility. Plus, she's not really making music anyways, so I think she would have a little bit of time to assist Jennifer and Ariana in whatever they needed to know about selling things internationally because she's sold music internationally, she's performed internationally, she's recognized in many different countries, and her own makeup brand sells globally in many different countries. So I think that that experience gives her enough wisdom to make international decisions. She's also from Barbados, so I wanted to choose somebody that was not from the U.S. because we need somebody that understands what it's like to live and exist outside of the country. She also has a lot of money now, and she's earned it, that's debatable because there really are no ethical billionaires, but she didn't come from money. So she understands what it is like to have to work hard to make sure that your basic standard of living is met. And I'm sure that she would, given the opportunity in a very high level position of power, want to advocate for and make art and music and fashion and people's creative dreams a little more accessible by advocating for all the standards of living that we need in the U.S. to be a little more accessible. She also has a lot of money, so she's able to speak to the officials that are high-income earners and have a very large net worth, and she can relate to them. So she really does relate to everybody a little bit, and I just hope that in a position of power, given that opportunity, she would do good for the world. Next up, we have the Department of the Treasury. The Department of Treasury Secretary operates and maintains systems that are critical to the nation's financial infrastructure, such as the production of coins and currency, the disbursement of payments to the American public, and revenue collection. When I read this, my brain was saying money, 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 like Mr. Krabs. And who better to place into this role than the mother of money herself, Kris Jenner? She basically founded California Community Church, probably for tax benefits and evasion, so I think she knows a thing or two about money management. She is in her bag 24-7, and upon starting her job, she would immediately resolve the U.S. debt crisis. She would pimp out anyone in the government without a second thought that could profit the U.S. Plus, their family is already flying private and polluting the planet. We might as well put her to work, give her her fair share, and have her kids help too. She knows she's iconic, and I think people would start paying attention to the president's cabinet and who's elected and quietly doing all the dirty work behind the scenes if we had somebody with that high level of 
public visibility. Her family is basically already considered the equivalent of American royalty, so we might as well give them the official title and political connection. Plus, Kim's already out here in the White House and might as well bring Chris in to help us get out of our debt problem. I also really, really need to see Chris Jenner Takes Washington, D.C. on E! ASAP. I think that would be an amazing show. I would love to see them try to take over the White House. I don't know. Maybe they'd even be allowed to live in the White House with Jennifer Coolidge. I don't know how tight they are, but I feel like they would get along really well because Jennifer is just really chill like that. I think if Chris were to accept this position and work for the United States federal government, she deserves to be on a bill, and I'm sure that she would either replace whoever's on the $100 bill or create a $1,000 bill, because we're just going to be swimming in money as a country once she's in charge of managing our finances. The Department of Defense Secretary provides the military forces needed to deter war and protects the security of the United States. When I was trying to think of somebody to fill this role, initially I was trying to think of somebody that might be a little edgy, might have a little aggression, somebody that could use a little brutal force when necessary to defend the United States. But then I was thinking, why do we have to resort to violence? Why don't we just choose somebody that's going to prevent violence before it even happens? So for the Department of Defense Secretary, I chose Taylor Swift. And hear me out, this is why. Do you know how eagle-eyed and detail-oriented you have to be to plant that many Easter eggs in your songs and music videos and posts? She really is playing the long game. She knows what she's doing, and she is the mastermind. No other country would be able to get away with hiding clues in plain sight, because she already knows what they are. She also already has one of the largest global fan bases, which would really help the U.S. take down threats from the inside. It would be an inside job before it even becomes an international issue and threat to the U.S. She also recently single-handedly ruined Ticketmaster's reputation when the Eras Tour tickets went on sale and even has politicians quoting her in the court of law. She's got a chokehold on the global economy, too, through her ticket sales and merch, and she could devastate a country just by writing a song about them without ever even having to go to war. The song would go number one globally before a fight even ever has to happen. She could instill world peace with teardrops on her guitar. She could just write a little whimsical song, release an album, distract everybody. People might just be too busy listening to her music and making it go number one to even be fighting each other. It would just be silly at that point. She also comes with a girl squad with like Gigi Hadid, Selena Gomez, Haley Steinfeld, and she wouldn't even need to worry about finding people to be the head of each military branch, she would just appoint one of her friends. Like, imagine Selena Gomez as the Coast Guard Admiral or Gigi Hadid as the Army General. Do you know how amazing the Army General uniforms would be? Like, Gigi would be modeling them, and then Tommy Hilfiger would mass-produce them and give them to everybody, and they wouldn't even be fighting. They would literally just be having photo shoots all day because there's no war and everybody's too busy listening to Taylor Swift. So I think that's why Taylor Swift needs to be the head of the Department of Defense, just so we can spend less money on war, more money on music production, more money on fashion, and give more money back to the American people. Everybody should get a record player so they can listen to Taylor Swift at home. I'm suddenly realizing how long this list is of each of the 15 departments and their secretaries and their corresponding officials that I've given my given myself the power to elect. So I'm going to go through them 
a little bit faster. I also have less and less evidence for why each person should be placed into this department as the list goes on for two reasons. One, it was taking a lot of time, but then two, um, I the departments just get a little more and more obscure as they go along. And then there's even more than this, but these were the main 15 that I found on Google. So next we have the Department of Justice. The DOJ covers investigations from both civil issues such as child support issues and tort actions and criminal matters, murders or federal crimes, for example. This was easy. Lizzo. She's already a big time advocate for many facets of American life and she would not let anything slide. She's already told us the truth hurts. And I think the American people are ready to hear nothing but the truth. We need the truth. We are thirsty for the truth. Give us the truth, Lizzo. It's about damn time we have more black people in the cabinet, specifically in high power, high level roles where authority is needed from somebody that sees the world through a non-white lens, because that perspective is imperative. We don't need old white men telling people what the rest of their lives is going to look like and making rules over people's bodies that they'll never live a day in the life of. It just doesn't make sense. Lizzo is the only logical answer to bringing justice to the United States of America. If Lizzo were the Department of Justice Secretary, marriage equality would be passed, abortions would be allowed, trans rights would be restored, and being racist would be illegal. You wouldn't need a bunch of laws saying why racism would be illegal. There's just one. Racism is illegal. Three words. If you're able to follow that, your life's going to be fine. But if you have to wonder what racism is or if you're racist, you're going to have a really hard time because Lizzo's not going to let it slide. Next up, we have the Department of the Interior. When I read that title, my brain went to interior designer and I wanted to nominate somebody specific. But then I read the description, which says that the Department of the Interior protects and manages the nation's natural resources and cultural heritage, provides scientific and other information about those resources, and honors its trust, responsibilities, or other special commitments to American Indians, Alaska Natives, and affiliated island communities. When I read the last part about island communities, I knew that the Department of the Interior Secretary had to be nobody but the incomparable Bretman Rock. Uh -huh because she's a singer, a songwriter, an actor, an actress, an athlete, an activist, and a scientist on the side. Uh, Bretman lives in Hawaii, and I just get the vibe that he knows how to respect the locals and really values locally crafted and resourced goods. Um, she's also an international Filipino YouTuber and reality star, and I just know that he'd make the minority populations that need accurate representation proud, period. This is a really fast one. This was really, really easy for me. Next, we have the Department of Agriculture. This department is responsible for fostering a healthy economic, environmental, and social climate for agriculture by developing, promoting, and regulating agricultural businesses. All I need to know is that Oprah has an avocado orchard, and she's qualified. Oprah for Department of Agriculture Secretary. I know she has more plants than avocados, but she grows her own crops. She worked her way up. She represents minority populations. And how just amazing would it be to see Oprah in the president's cabinet? I think Oprah would make the best Department of Agriculture secretary over anybody else. I feel like she would eliminate pesticides and just tell people that they need to eat organic food and suddenly the price of eggs would revert to what they were prior to the pandemic and looming recession. 
This next one was also pretty easy, and it's kind of a piggyback on the Department of Treasury. The Department of Commerce creates the conditions for economic growth and opportunity for all communities. I don't know about that second part for all communities. I think they could do a little bit more for the communities that they steal the culture from. But if there's anybody that knows business, it's the Kardashians, at least from like A-list pop culture celebrities. I think the Department of Commerce would do really good in the hands of the Kardashians. We already have Chris. We might as well bring in the rest of the gang since they're going to be around and they already infiltrate every single aspect of American life. When I was in New York, do you know how many Skim Swims ads I saw? Also, I keep calling it Squims, which I think would have been such a funny, like quirky, cute little name. I just get this visual of like a little turtle and I think Kim Kardashian should do like a Finding Nemo collab. That would be so cute. But let's put Kim, Court, Kylie, Kendall all to work and the rest of the family. They're going to be around and I'm pretty sure they have well over 20 businesses. Like there's Kylie Cosmetics and Skims or Squims and Kylie Swim and Kylie Baby and 818 Tequila and Poosh. How do you even market a brand named Poosh? The first three letters spell poo and the last part of it sounds like tush. Anyways, there's Good American and then there's that brand, which I just have a lot of questions about. I'm not sure what American they based Good American off of. What? Who's the Good American in question? But if we're going with the American theme, they could have at least given us like capitalism capris or patriarchy pajamas. See where I'm going with this? I feel like Chris could have assigned a clothing line to Kendall or Kylie, but Kylie's a little too busy, and made a denim brand called Jenner Jeans, a a next generation of denim. That would have been pretty iconic. But anyways, love or hate them, they have a whole empire that they've built. Chris Jenner's the ringleader, and we really need somebody to make sure that the U.S. economy is thriving as well as all of their businesses. The combined power that they all hold with their specialties in branding and marketing and sales would just really elevate the Department of Commerce and make it truly unstoppable. That paired with fair pay would be unmatched. We just need some checks and balances to make sure that they're not stealing and really bettering the economy and not just themselves. So I think if they could help more people make money it would be a really good situation. But again, we would just really need somebody making sure that they're paying everybody fairly and giving uh, credit where credit is due. Next up, we have the Department of Labor. Um, The Department of Labor is designed to foster, promote, and develop the welfare of the wage earners, job seekers, and retirees of the United States, improve working conditions, advance opportunities for profitable employment, and assure work-related benefits and rights. So it sounds like OSHA to me, and just making sure that employers are abiding by the laws and that they pass laws, making sure that the welfare of people is looked out for. I would argue that this department is failing. So anybody um, would be a better candidate than whoever is running it right now. And I think that Paris Hilton should be placed as the Department of Labor Secretary. I think it would then be renamed to the Department of Sliving, which sounds way better than Department of Labor, and would arguably gather way more media attention and really help people pay attention to workers' rights and the gender wage gap and just all the inequalities that are currently going on 
in that aspect of American work life right now. I think if Paris Hilton were in charge of it, we could replace In God We Trust with That's Hot on all American buildings and currency and public property, and we could really just do a lot with that, and that would really elevate, again, this entire department from what it is, because right now I'm picturing, like, the backrooms type vibe, like a really ugly gray office space with people who just don't care and don't show up to work. But Paris Hilton is a hard worker. She she works probably more than anybody in the Department of Labor. Her family owns the Hilton Hotels, so they probably employ pe- more people than like the U.S. government. I don't I don't think that's accurate. I think the U.S. government actually employs millions and millions of people. I don't know how many people Hilton employs, but I would argue that it's pretty comparable and really contributes a lot to society. She also just seems really chill and even though she works really hard, she would probably want people to work a little bit less and earn a little bit more so they have more disposable income and more time to go spend at her family's hotel chain. Also, they could spend more money on like Hilton pets and streaming her music and watching her 10-minute TikTok stories or TikTok videos and collabs with Hilton Hotels and whatever else she's partnering with at the time. Her business savvy is also on, like, the Kardashian level. I think she would make an excellent Department of Labor secretary, and I think she would work really well with the Kardashians to just make sure that Americans are being paid what they deserve and have disposable income, because at the end of the day, nobody's buying any of the Kardashians or Hilton brand businesses, items, whatever, products, because nobody's making enough to spend a lot of money on those things. So I just think it's a really full circle win-win-win type situation if we place Paris Hilton into this department. Wow, okay, I really should have made this a part one and part two because this has become a lot of work um, getting through each of these departments, but I'm already going and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to give you all 15 in one episode and get it done no matter how long it takes. I also did that last little segment without any edits, just like all on one breath. So I'm sorry if it didn't make complete and 100% sense, but um, I also realized, I'm thinking out loud, that I didn't actually look up any of the current secretaries for these departments. And it's probably a good thing I didn't do this before I started recording the podcast because it just makes me mad seeing like what the description is and what the actual outcome is in real life and what the very big mismatches between what the government is supposed to be doing and what they are actually doing. So maybe that'll be another episode where I just get mad and talk about things that really frustrate me about the government and what I would do if I were in a position to make things better for people. All right, moving right along. Next up, we've got the Department of Health and Human Services. They're supposed to be providing a variety of services and programs to protect and assist residents and its visitors. So when I read that, I interpret that as they're supposed to be doing good for the citizens and immigrants and people that are here that aren't necessarily citizens, which I have um, strong feelings about because based on all the things I've studied in sociology and the things that we know about how poorly immigrants are treated, I don't think that they are treating humans as humans in the human services. It's a human disservice in the human service department. Um, anyways, the Health and Human Service Department has five divisions, and they are maternal and child health, senior and community services, environmental health, disease prevention, and health promotion and administration. I think that was six. Um, I have a comma in there where it probably shouldn't be. I copied this from Google. 
The person that I would nominate for Department of Health and Human Services is Jamila Jamil. She does a lot of very vocal activism and on a regular basis through her podcast, I Weigh, where she sits down with experts in a lot of fields that correlate to each of these divisions and just talks about the vast injustices that are occurring on a daily basis and provides resources to listeners to take action and is just such a consistent human being and such a level-headed, amazing, incredible, knowledgeable woman. And I just would love to see her in charge of this department because she would make such a big difference, an even bigger difference than she does through her podcast and advocacy work. I think she's just an incredible human being and I really don't have anything but good things to say about her. And I love the show that she was on, Legendary. That was such a fun, amazing show that really brought to light a lot of the people in the ballroom scene. And I think that show should also come back and she should definitely be a permanent judge on it again. Um, all right, that's all I have for that department. All right, we've got seven more. Next up, we've got the Department of Housing and Urban Development. This is a federal agency that's responsible for national policy and programs that address America's housing needs, that improve and develop the nation's communities and enforce fair housing laws. I couldn't think of one single person for this role because that's a really big job. I decided that we should have five people running this department as equals. Um, I'm making the Department of Housing and Urban Development Secretaries the cast of Queer Eye. We've got Jonathan Vaness, Anthony, Karamo, Bobby, and Tan France all running this department and helping people in every single way that they can. Do you know how many things they would get done and how fast it would get done if they had that government taxpayer money? Like, Bobby could redesign way more houses in a day if he had that federal money. I think with more employees, they could even revamp and zhuzh up so many more houses on a daily basis. And I just think that it would actually turn into an even bigger Netflix special. And there would just be so many more stories for me to watch and cry over. And there would be, there would just be so many more happy people in the world if more people could benefit from the cast of Queer Eyes services. Next department, Department of Transportation. This department is responsible for planning and coordinating federal transportation projects. It also sets safety regulations for all major modes of transportation. To be honest, I couldn't really think of somebody. I'm not a big car person or plane person or really like either of those. I don't even know. A train person. I don't know a lot of celebrities that are really big on any of those because I don't really keep up with that kind of stuff. So I was trying to think of somebody that would just be like really in touch with um, the American people and how they would transport. I don't know a ton about Drew Barrymore, but I think that she would be a really good candidate for this role just because she comes across as so down to earth and would probably support any transit system that the American people need and want. She's a really good listener and transportation is just so important to everybody on a day-to-day -day basis that we need somebody that's going to hear what we need and make it happen. I also thought about like how bad planes are for the environment and I was thinking of like who could we get in the Department of Transportation to be the Department of Transportation secretary that would advocate for other methods of transportation besides air travel? And I thought of Miley Cyrus because she's been known to have a fear of flying and would probably advocate for things like light rails because then she could get around the country in between these major cities a lot faster and people would benefit from major light rails instead of like the really messed up train tracks that we have, the like five 
major messed up train tracks that we have going around the country. So that was kind of like one that I spent a little too much time thinking about and still didn't come up with a good answer for. So if anybody has a better suggestion for that, I would love to hear it just out of pure curiosity. Just send me a DM who you think you would nominate for the Department of Transportation Secretary. All right, four more. We're so close. Next, we have the Department of Energy. This department manages the United States nuclear infrastructure and administers the country's energy policy. The Department of Energy also funds scientific research in the field. I don't know that I've assigned any Gen Z people positions of power in the cabinet quite yet, so I knew that the one requirement for this was going to be somebody that's Gen Z, just because we need somebody at the table from the latest generation. I think that's the latest generation. Actually, I think there's probably a more recent one. But anyways, the next generation after millennials. Um, I nominated Brittany Broski because her thoughts alone could power the electrical grid. Have you seen her TikToks? We just need her to take the reins on this one because her ways of thinking would be so fresh and fun and they're just needed in politics. And that really lighthearted, funny, silly, goofy spirit would just go a long way and make things more palatable for people. Um, the Department of Energy is also so important and probably doesn't get the recognition that it deserves, but I feel like if we had Brittany Broski in power, we would have like Department of Energy fan cam TikToks. So we just need her. We just need her. We need Brittany Broski. Plus, she's already got a nation that she could bring to the Department of Energy. She's got Broski Nation backing her. And I'm pretty sure people are going to want their phones to charge and have energy to continue watching TikToks. So that is why Brittany Broski should be the Department of Energy Secretary. For this next department, the Department of Education, I had one mission, and that was to spite the Republicans because of their recent legislation that they're trying to pass banning drag queens and their outrage over drag queens reading books to children, they just don't give me the vibe that they want people to be very educated. So I'm placing RuPaul and Trixie Mattel as the secretaries of Department of Education. This department is supposed to be establishing policy for administering and coordinating most federal assistance to education. They assist the president in coordinating their education policies for the nation and implementing laws enacted by Congress. I feel like Jennifer Coolidge and the gays, RuPaul and Trixie Mattel, would bring the most positive, lighthearted, beautiful change to classrooms. I think all teachers should be drag queens just because Republicans hate them. Um, I would love for story time to only be conducted by a drag queen. That should be the first law that the Department of, Ed, uh, that the Department of Education passes. Um, plus, even though RuPaul and Trixie Mattel might not have an educational background or that much experience in the education field, I'm pretty sure that they would do a better job and be way more qualified than half the Nepo babies currently in office running the cabinet anyways. All right, we've got two more. Second to last is Department of Veterans Affairs. This department is supposed to provide benefits, healthcare, and cemetery services to military veterans. When I think of veterans, I think of the American flag with Nicki Minaj on it, smiling and saluting, because she has just been a veteran in the rap game and pop culture and celebrity game for so long that that automatically makes her qualified. But she is an anti-vaxxer, so in case she doesn't get the support needed to be in the president's cabinet, my second choice for Department of Veterans Affairs Secretary is Britney Spears. They both have an extensive knowledge of serving, and Brittany has served for decades and keeps going, and despite all she's been through, she is truly an inspiration 
and just seems really compassionate and motherly and could really help the veterans get the help that they need because she's really advocated for herself and I'm sure would be able to do it for other people to get them the help and resources that they need. And last but not least, we have the Department of Homeland Security. The DHS is responsible for counterterrorism, cybersecurity, aviation, border, port, and maritime security, administration and enforcement of our immigration laws, protection of our national leaders, protection of critical infrastructure, and cybersecurity. I feel like the Department of Homeland Security Secretary should be Chelsea Handler because she has very strong values. She's a very strong woman. She stands firm in what she believes, and I would not want to be called out by her. I feel like that's the equivalent of getting in trouble and going to the principal's office, but as adults. I think she's made an example out of calling out Tucker Carlson and hopefully will keep other um, homegrown little neo-Nazi terrorists um, at bay and she just ends men. And that's something that we really need to happen more often in 2023. I think too many men get away with too many things and Chelsea Handler would really help keep that at bay. And because she's able to handle men, I'm sure anything else that comes along with this role would be light work for her. All right, everyone, that's all the rambling that I have for today. I hope you learned something about the roles in the president's cabinet and also got to use your imagination and just think of funny, silly people that you would even place into your own um, blunt rotation dream lineup for the president's cabinet. I would absolutely love to hear anybody else that you would suggest for any of these roles. None of these if I were actually president and got to choose, would be my final official answers to who should be running the country. But I think it's a really good start. It's better than where we are now. And we would easily bring so much more change and love and progress into the country at a much faster rate than we currently are. Thank you so much for listening and bearing with me. I know this episode is a couple days late. I know there's like 29 people that follow me on Instagram and like 20 regular listeners right now. But all your support really means so much to me and I love you so much for that. Um, if you want to follow my Instagram and you haven't seen it before, it is at Saucy Thoughts Pod. And I also have at Babes on Instagram, TikTok, and Etsy for more of my art content if you'd like to check that out. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next Tuesday. This has been a really fun, lovely little episode of Saucy Thoughts with Caleb. Please, these gays, they're trying to murder me. I'm taking the dog. Dumbass. Wow, you look like the 4th of July. It makes me want a hot dog real bad. Ugh, it's the Botox. I can't show emotion for another hour and a half. Or something real classy, like white leather. I'll call the guy that did my car seats. The bend and snap.